0: Whoa, oh whoa! Oh, 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 oh Zach, the third period Edmonton Oilers. They strike again, baby, after arguably getting outplayed. Maybe not all of the 40 minutes, definitely the middle 20 minutes. It's the third period Edmonton Oilers that get it done again as they defeat the Red Wings by a score of eight to four. We talked about that. I wanted to get the offense going again. That was my Sherwood Ford Giant storyline today. Should have put my money where my mouth was and bet the over because this one cashed early-ish.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. What a game. I mean, you know, slow start for this Oilers team in the first and second frame. You know, the penalty kill had some struggles. They couldn't really seem to get a whole lot going their way. Then all of a sudden, the third period Oilers came back to play. I mean, what an incredible period from this team. What an incredible game from Connor McDavid. Six assists on the night. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. Um, some pretty big performances from this club tonight, Dylan
0: Holloway got a Gino. He got on the Hollywood. score sheet. Connor had a five or six point night. That's can't keep track. There were so many goals there at the end of the game. Nugent Hopkins, we wanted to see him score and get back to his goal scoring pace. He gets two goals, one apple, but Zachary, Cody CC finally got on the score sheet, baby. He's off the map. He's gone. And I think I'm going to have to add Matthias Janmark on it now to get two people. We'll get into it in a bit with Cody Cece. I don't want to foreshadow the good, but I already did in the YouTube chat during the game. What a night tonight. Stuart Skinner was fantastic. He made 34 yeah. saves on 38 shots. Good enough for an 895 save percentage. Well, before we get in the Greta scoring summary, Zach, let's just talk about, the start of that game and more notably that second period. Uh, I was I was in a bad mood. Things were not going well. I wanted that period to end so badly. Shout out to Corey Perry and evander Kane for getting things going at the end of that period. And I see something on your sweater there that says what?
1: Yeah, it's uh we are so sad. This was after the uh the second period there, but I guess we can do something with this, Aaron. Let me just see if I can uh Find the edge of this duct tape. Boom! Get it out of here, buddy, because we are so back. (laughs) We are so back. Yeah, huge, 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 huge comeback for this team. I mean, like like, it was a nice start to the game, I thought. You know, like, I thought early on the Oilers looked okay. They had some shots. Detroit had some shots. Drysaddle gets on the board with that beauty of a goal. That was a really nice way to kick things off. And then, as you mentioned, Cody CC, rest in peace to the map. I mean, holy smokes. Whoa, whoa. Finally, Co- finally, Connor finally. Brown is still going to be on that map. I laughed for well, Brian. I hopkins rest in peace to the Cody CC part of the map because he finally gets on the board. It's like 460 days or something like that. I can't, something. 127 insane. games. I do believe over 600 32. kilometers skated
0: down Highway 16 going east. But guess what? He stops at Viscount, Saskatchewan, I do believe. He just passed Viscount, Saskatchewan. I called him up and I said, stop where you are. I'll come pick you up. we got to turn around. We will pass Connor Brown on the way back, that's for sure. So, Brian Nugent Hopkins, you said i got to add Connor Brown to the map. He's the reason we kind of started the map. I don't think he's going to leave the map anytime soon. But on a night like tonight, we're not tearing apart anyone, not Connor Brown. Not Cody CC. What a night tonight. I love this one from my brother. He said, the boys drank some of MJ's secret stuff in the second intermission. Dude, I don't know what Nobby does during those intermissions, but continue to keep riding it, Nobby. He switched up the lines right before that third period. What do you know? It took literally 44 seconds before Dylan Holloway scored an absolute beauty. We'll get into that in a bit, but Zach on that one. Connor McDavid showed some severe athleticism as he double jumped right over Dylan Holloway, who was sliding right in his knees. That goal was sick on multiple levels.
1: It really was. I mean, like, move aside Bobby Orr, it's Dylan Holloway with the big dive goal. No, just kidding. Can't disrespect a legend Bobby Orr like that, but got to get it in there, right? But no, it was. It was awesome. And, you know, like you mentioned with the, the third period comeback, like, we've seen this from this Oilers team this year you know, especially in December during that streak, like that's when the Oilers were kind of doing this a lot, right? So it's no surprise that they were able to kind of mount this comeback and get themselves into this game. Um, I was obviously with this whole bit that I had going ready for the Oilers to kind of blow this game. And I think that's just like my years of Oilers-related trauma. You know what I mean? Like you're just so used to this Oilers team deflating after something like that happening. You know, they give up two in three minutes uh you know in the second period there in the back half of that frame and then it's kind of like oh man like are they even going to be able to get back in this one well yeah of course they are Connor McDavid's just going to go out there and rip like four or five assists off and feed everybody set everybody up uh you know it's funny in my bet way bets of the day I took my bet of the day to be McDavid over on the shot prop he had two shots on goal I should have taken up over five and a half assists tonight. That would have paid out uh plus 27 million, and I would be very, very rich right now. Yeah,
0: shout out me because Bordzi's bankroll cash yet again. We went with Oilers Money Line, McDavid, two plus points. And then, of course, in hindsight, I'm like, I should have jacked that thing up to five plus points to whatever number, but a win's a win for me and a win for the Edmonton Oilers. So let's get right into it. It's gonna be, I'm gonna try and do the scoring summary quick because. There's 12 of them in this one. The Greta Scoring Summary is brought to you by Greta Bar Yeg because Greta is the spot to watch a game in Edmonton. Enjoy any of their unreal features from incredible drink deals, delicious street food, dope-ass games like Papa Shot and Mario Kart, and, of course, the ice-cold beer. We ain't pre-gaming, but we're post-gaming right now, Zach, so cheers. Let me wet my whistle. The sweet, sweet taste of victory, baby. Oh, does it taste good? But let's get into it here with the first goal of the game. Leon Dry Sidal. Here you see it on your screen. Oilers doing their thing. Leon, he had a pretty damn good game. He goes around the corner there. You see it. Corey Perry with an excellent screen in front of the net, doing exactly what Corey Perry does. Leon's just going for a little. Just going for a little skate, throws it on net, can't score. If you don't shoot, Corey Perry, MVP on that, one, will know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what's notable about this goal, too, is that Vili really Huso left the game after it, right? He got kind of shaken up on, on that play there. So, you know, they brought in Alex Lyon. And, you know, we were talking in the office today, Aaron, about how Lyon's kind of a guy who thrives off a high shot volume. Yeah. But he kind of got into the game a little bit late, right? So that must have thrown him off. I mean, obviously it did um you know 759 save percentage he lets in seven the rest of the game lion that kind of was the turning point almost of the game because of the way it ended up going eventually now sure it didn't turn around right away for the oilers or anything like that but man that was uh that was kind of a big one to get the Oilers on the board early you mentioned it there was a couple tsn turning points in this game it was back and forth until
0: that third period i laughed at this one from dackey He said, Boardsy, I nodded off when it was 3-3. What happened? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I was watching with my roommate down in my basement. We're chilling out watching. Second period ends. He goes upstairs to go get a drink, does a couple things. And then I FaceTimed him from the basement. I said, it's 8-4 right now. (laughs) He's like, what the hell happened? But let's get into the second one here. Cody Cece gets on the board. Be sure to clip this one as they work it D-to-D. Cody Cece just decides to throw it on net. Nuge with a beautiful screen in front of the net. I do not think Alex Lyon saw that puck whatsoever. Kind of a weak one, I guess, if you ask me. I'm not gonna say that because a goal's a goal for our boy Cody CC. The building exploded. I was worried that this one went off of Nugent Hopkins. I was very nervous, yeah. being like, "No, everyone in the crowd's having such a good time. They thought it was CC. Please don't announce CC and then call it back right after and change it up." But it stands true. Cody CC back on the goal scoring board,
1: Zach. You know what's really funny about Cody CeCe? You know, guess who the Oiler was that had the first shot on goal of the game? Cody It's Cody Ceci. And I kind of noticed that. I was like, oh, wow, CC, first shot of the game. Kind of finds one through. Not thinking that one was going to find its way to the back of the net tonight. Uh, but it was interesting. I thought, you know what? Great to see CC get on the board here. And it was funny because Nuge was kind of like, yeah, that's your goal, Cody. Like, you scored that one. I did not touch it. That is all you. Uh, a little worried that it was going to come off the board too. You never know with those ones in front of the net like that. But uh, you know what? Off the Schneid, maybe he goes and scores a couple more down the stretch. Perfect. Yeah, it's, I see a lot of people in here. Ryan responding to
0: Dackey. The third period happened. Calvin Pickard said, "Boardsy, if the Oilers win the Cup, can we have a house party at your house?" I'm not going to commit to that just yet, but you know me. I, I enjoy a good time. I enjoy a good time. A couple people in here. Matthias Janmark. He says, "What's up, everyone?" It was a fun watch from the press box tonight. I think it's Brown's turn to sit out about ten. I don't necessarily know about that. I do think we missed Matthias Janmark on the PK tonight. We'll get into that. But Cody CC scores his first goal in I believe 486 days. I was a different man back 486 days ago, and I just said you can't score if you don't shoot. Just throw it on net and good things are going to happen. Finally, it happens for Cody Ceci. Let's finish up the first period here as Alex DeBrincat. the wings are on the PK. He gets on the board. Beautiful pass from Patrick Kane on that one. And a couple moments before that goal, Kane had sent a very similar cross-ice feed over to DeBrincat. Those two still have their chemistry from Chicago. You can tell they like playing with each other. DeBrincat, I think Jack said he hadn't scored and Or we had one goal in 15 games, something with 15 games. He got in a fight in their last game. He looked very activated tonight and like a man possessed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a great feed from Patrick Kane. He actually had a great game too. Uh, Kane, uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he got that second, the third Detroit goal rather uh, into the second period. We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, Kane, he still got it. That's a great feed across the ice. Something that I just came into my head too: what happens with him at the trade deadline. That's kind of an interesting name that nobody's talked about, right? Detroit starts to fall out of the race there. I think they've kind of had like a handshake gentleman's agreement that they'd uh, look for some options for him in the trade market. So something worth keeping an eye on.
0: That is worth keeping an eye on. I wonder if, yeah, he wants to stay or Detroit is slowly on the up with the eyes are playing. That might yeah. be a team that I would want to hook myself to. And, you gotta play with your buddy Patrick Kane. Connor McJesus is in here and he says, Boards Broadsy. I did six assists just for me. Hello, old me. I appreciate you, appreciate you, McJesus. And you want to do me a favor, everyone, smash that like button. Make sure you smash that subscribe button and keep all the takes flying in the YouTube chat because I'm feeling good tonight and I'm ready to read absolutely everything that goes in there. But moving to the second period now. It was Evan Bouchard who gets on the board. Mr. Uremchuk cast his Bouchard shot prop. I love this from Connor. Strong on the puck, down low. I do not understand how Evan Bouchard can be that wide open in the middle of the down low slot. Shout out Detroit for that little breakdown on defense right there. Great feed from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Bouchard gets on the board, a 5v5 goal. We said he hadn't scored 5v5 in a long time. Frankly, a lot of guys on this team hadn't scored 5v5 in a long time. This one's beautiful. You put Bouchard in that close, he's not making any mistakes.
1: No, absolutely not. He uh, cashed the jackpot from the slot there, that's for sure. And it was a great game for Bouchard as well, right? A goal, uh, you know, he had the two assists as well. He had five shots on goal tonight as well. Uh, Big game for him, got a block too. Like he was around the action all night long. Which was nice to see because Bouchard's kind of been a little bit dormant here. It's felt like as of late, haven't really seen him get on the board much. Doesn't feel like you're seeing his name a whole ton on the the score sheet here. Um, but you know what? When this Oilers team is rolling, you know, a big reason of that offense is from Evan Bouchard on the blue line. So it was great for him to cash in, you know, with that goal and a couple of apples tonight. Yeah, Mr. Burns here says thank you, Boosh, for the DoorDash money tonight.
0: <laughs> Boosh and the boys. I think they're paying for a couple people's DoorDash in Edmonton tonight. Shout out DoorDash coming up in just a bit. I also just realized that I got a DoorDash gift card from our loyal boss, Almo the other day. And right after this, I'm going to go spend that full 25 bucks and get something good. But we'll close out the second period here. Or, sorry, the first Jesus, I'm trying to do this here. And there's so many goals. It's tough to keep up with here. But as you see, the second one for the Detroit Red Wings on the power play, it was Joe Valeno on that one. They won the faceoff, took it down lower. I believe it was sprung. He's the one, I believe, there who took the stick to the face or puck to the face. I do not know how Cody Cece let him walk in that untouched to the side of the net. He got a couple cracks at it where Stuart Skinner, Stops them both. Just the D did not nearly collapse enough. Joe Valeno is able to get his stick on it. Bang that one home. That sucked. That sucked, Zach. The PK wasn't wasn't flying tonight.
1: No, it certainly wasn't. And you know what? This is kind of like one of those faults and one of those warts to Cody Cc's game. Like, he's kind of a bigger guy, but he's not a physical player. Like, he doesn't really, you know, that's an exact spot there where you'd want your defenseman to kind of come in and lay the lumber a little bit or you know try and collapse it a little bit get in there with the stick a little heavier on the opponents you know that's why you know that's kind of one of the reasons why i think that trying to find an upgrade on cody cc with somebody who is a little bit more defensively strong defensively aggressive is something this team should consider pursuing still here and you know what hey maybe at the end of the day cody cc's goal boosts that trade value a little bit Hey, Cody
0: CC's night, so I don't want to overly shit on the guy, but that is a—I've seen that goal be scored on the Oilers a couple times this season, where he's just way too laxadaisical down low, tends to be bottom right. And I'm like, that's your spot, man. You need to own yeah. that, stand your ground. Hey, put it right in his back and drill him down to the ground. But hey, it's Cody CC's night. It's Cody CC's night. I don't know if I've ever seen Cody CC in the YouTube chat before. So tonight, anybody's out there that wants to create a new profile, come on. Send it my way. But to close out the second period where things got out of hand for the Edmonton Oilers in this second period, man. I needed this to end. The Oilers just could not get the puck out of their own end. This puck gets sent across. It kind of goes through another wing skater's legs and stick right there. What do you know, Patrick? Showtime Kane is right there. Just like Bouchard, you're in that close. Patty Kane is not making this mistake. This here, at this point in the game, Zach, my confidence was dwindling and dwindling fast.
1: Yeah, honestly, same here. Uh, It did not feel very great. It was a no bueno. Uh, Credit where it's due. Patrick Kane is the guy who scored a hell of a lot of goals in the NHL, and he's done this a lot in his career where he finds a soft spot in the ice and he's able to kind of find a way to score goals like this. So, you know, that's one that you obviously need your, your forwards coming back a little bit harder on. Uh, you need everybody paying a little bit more attention. But again, that's a, that's a pure goal scorer's goal right there. So you can't really fault the team a whole lot there. So then it was the end of the second period. Do you remember
0: kind of, it wasn't at the very end of the period, but there's a couple of seconds left. It was Kane, McDavid, and Corey Perry out on the ice. I believe Lyon must have stopped the puck or something. Scrum ensues. Corey Perry gets his bucket ripped off his head. And the thing that I loved about Evander Kane and Corey Perry right there, was the momentum was not on our side. We needed to get out of that period. We needed to do something different and do it fast. And right there, that's what you get with veteran Corey Perry. Dude, he didn't even know who he was trying to grab. Alex DeBrincat didn't do anything to him, but he lost his helmet. He turns around and he just grabs onto him, latches onto him, and wanted to beat the shit out of him, which I would have absolutely loved. There's a size advantage in that one. But I felt that was exactly what the Edmonton Oilers needed to show, a little fight back, a little bite back and show that you yeah. will not be pushed around. And then, what do you know? We move to that third period. Chris Nobla decides to change up the lines to swap Corey Perry with Dylan Holloway. And I shit you not, it took 44 seconds into this period for Dylan Holloway to get on the board. What a play from Hollywood, man. Jack Michaels said that could be the best goal of this season so far for the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know about that one. It did look very cool. It was very visually striking. As I said, yeah. watch me, David here as he just whoop, jumps right over him, lands safely. Dylan Holloway, he's looked better and better with every game that kind of goes along right here. Jack even said, "Could and I thought it was a little crazy to say, could this be the turning point in Hollywood's career? And I was like, I don't know about that one, man. It's It is just one goal, but it was a beautiful play. And after something like that, he might find his way permanently in the top six. Who knows?
1: Yeah, well, you know what? Like, we've always thought of Dylan Holloway as being a guy who could play in the top six in the future, right? He plays the game with some edge to it. You know, that was a great effort goal right there. And that's what you see from Dylan Holloway a lot of the time. A guy who is out there giving a ton of effort, right? So, you know, he's a guy who needed one too. And I hope that this is kind of one of those that sparks him. You know, sparks him offensively, sparks his all-around game, gets them off the schneid. We know what that can be like for guys. So uh, hopefully we see Hollywood putting up some points here in, in, on this Oilers' third line. Let me know in the chat what you thought of the line alignment to start the game and then the changes that were made
0: after. We talked about it big time on pre-gaming. I said, how long of a leash are you going to give that third line while they continue to be the cardio line? I said I would maybe wait out this game and see how it goes. Nobody had seen enough that's for sure cuz that second period. Boy, I can't I can't describe enough how awful that period was. Was that one of the worst of the season so far Zach?
1: Oh man, I don't know. Like there There's like it's hard to say cuz there was some tough tough games early this yeah, season. You're right. right? Like I mean really, there was some tough ones, but that was, you know, at least in recent memory for this team, in the last month or two, probably one of their worst periods um again i didn't think they looked very good at all against la but yeah that second period for the oilers you know after they kind of got that 3-1 lead they kind of just coasted through the rest of the period and that was an issue for them obviously because uh they were facing that uh you know 3-3 tie heading into the third period i see shaz is in and says can we get some
0: nurse recognition please we are still in the grand scoring summary, but I'll give you some right now. I thought Darnell was absolutely fantastic. There was a point near the beginning of the game as well. He defended a 2-on-1 absolutely perfectly. Lays down in the middle of the ice, then gets the puck, works it back up the ice. Darnell was great. But we're sticking to the scoring summary because Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets on the score sheet as you see the Oilers go back in their own end. Bouchard, a nice calm, controlled play, works it back up. And here go the boys, a nice little zigzag kind of moving screen there from Connor, and it's Nuge. I love this one from us that said death, taxes, and Nuge going low. Blocker, there's the three constants in life. Nuge needed a game. He needed an offensive night. He needed to see the puck go in the back of the net. This was exactly what the doctor ordered.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Like, Interestingly enough, this top line, has been a big snake bitten lately. They haven't been scoring, you know, over the last you know five, ten, fifteen games the way that they kind of were, you know, during the heart of that stretch run for the Oilers and that winning streak. So as you mentioned, they needed a game, and now you get an absolutely quintessential Ryan Nugent Hopkins goal right there. Like you're not going to argue with that. The thing was a thing of beauty, and that was the point in the the third period where I was kind of like, okay, they're back. This one's over. Detroit is not coming back in this. Two-goal deficit like that, all the momentum on home ice. You know, you can't argue with that. That was a a great way to kind of keep that momentum up.
0: It absolutely was, and then it was all over from there, and we have limited highlights tonight because so many came down at the end of the game there. Zach Hyman eventually gets on the score sheet with his 32nd of the season, assisted by Leon Dreisaitl. Helped me cash another bet this evening. Evander Kane got on the board with his 19th of the season, Assisted by Connor McDavid and Vinny. Yes, Zach.
1: Yeah, Vinny. And you know what? On that Evander Kane goal, shout out to McDavid on that assist too. I I wish we had the clip of it to show everybody again, because that thing was a thing of beauty. The way he came down the right side of the ice there, you know, did the full three sixty no look pass right on the tape of Evander Kane. Like that guy's not going to score an easier goal in his entire life. Like that was just an absolute quintessential. You know, we talk about quintessential Ryan Nugent Hopkins goals. That's a quintessential Connor McDavid assist right there. Just an absolute thing of beauty. Take your pick
0: of the letter tonight for Connor McDavid apples as he got six on the evening. Then yes, David Perron, former Oilers scoring against Oilers newsflash happens all the time. He gets on the board and then Ryan nugent Hopkins yeah. gets another one assisted by Connor McDavid. Zachary. We talked about the overhead and cash. The Oilers hadn't scored. I know they scored five against the ducks, Right. One of those was an empty netter. I don't know if I'd necessarily count that. Yes, they did score five. But before that, the last time they had scored more than four was the first game of January against the Philadelphia Flyers. The offense, while they were still winning, there was lots of times during that win streak where it was definitely drying up. couple line switches throughout that win streak. We said today we were a little concerned. It was not panic mode. It wasn't any of that. I threw the panic button away. After we came, we remember the beginning of the season. I smashed that thing. boy, so we moved along, and tonight the Oilers grabbed the victory. Two beautiful points. And Zach, it comes even sweeter on a night when the LA Kings lose 7 to nothing to the Buffalo Sabres. I didn't watch any of that game at all. I just checked the box score, and I saw Anze Kopitar, I believe, was minus 6 on the night.
1: Yeah, that was a rough one out there for LA. I mean – did the new coach bump wear off already after one win? My column tomorrow morning on OilersNation.com. No, just kidding. Um, but seriously, though, that's, that's a tough one for LA, right? I mean, this is an LA team that is kind of fighting for their playoff lives right now. And dropping a game like that against a team like the Sabres, who are currently 10 points out of a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference, like I like that Buffalo team. They're scrappy. They got some young players. They can obviously put up some points. And I think, you know, LA maybe just underestimated them a little bit but great for the edmonton oilers because now you know what was uh um you know a three point lead right now in the standings is all of a sudden a five point lead so get a little bit of yeah fire the coach get a little bit of cushion right there for the oilers so they're going to be uh pretty happy with how that turned out it's a beautiful night it's almost a perfect night you could say
0: that'll do it for the greta scoring summary brought to you by greta bar yegg coming up though On March 2nd, people, you are not going to want to miss is our now second annual Brunch for Ben that's coming up. Oilers Nation invites you to the most magical event this season, the second annual Brunch for Ben on March 2nd. The special event welcomes attendees of all ages. Greta's going to be in all ages that night or that day to enjoy an afternoon of fun and excitement at Greta. You can take part in endless arcade games, family-friendly activities, and of course, cheering on your favorite team as the Oilers take on the Seattle Kraken. So please, come on down. Join us March 2nd for a memorable experience where every ticket purchased contributes to making a positive impact on the Ben Stelter Foundation. Get your tickets now at nationyear.ca. We're going to be doing pre-gaming, post-gaming, Ty on the mic, me on the mic, prizes, trivia. It's going to be a great time, and it's for a great cause. So come on down to Greta. Zach, are you going to come? Yeah, you're going to come.
1: Oh yeah, I should. I think I'll be there.
0: Wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Everybody in the chat, if you haven't been, I saw somebody earlier said he's never been to Greta, but he's coming in August for Metallica or something like that. Hit me up. I'll show you a good time. I'll take it upon myself. I'll bring you to a Riverhawks game as well. I'm just a Metallica I'm
2: just
0: a- rules. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's move along though to the good, bad, and the oily. Brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories and that's making new ones zachary alberta blue cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you visit ab.bluecross.ch travel for more information and i've got a special cameo appearance for somebody else who's going to come join us for the rest of this show so let's bring him on in i see he's got something on his forehead what
2: does that say mr bread in search of Alex Lyon uh all I heard was uh how big this guy was this season, and uh I mean um, I should be looking for Billy Huso too. Who knows where he went, but uh sorry, you know what? I've been I've been sitting on the sideline for about 30 minutes here. That was all I got. I also colored in a post-it note, so
1: Villy Villy Husso, more like Villy who so
2: Anyway, Yeah,
0: right, well, boys. so before we get in the good bad and oily here brett what'd you think of the third period comeback edmonton oilers you're not surprised it's what they've done all season Would i really wish it could just be a nice simple and easy 60 minutes yes well this was also kind of more fun
2: it was a little more fun at least uh in the the game sense or at least in the Uh, casual fan sense if you're not watching to as an Oilers fan or a Red Wings fan. Um, The unfortunate thing is that the third period comebacks keep having to happen. And especially after that second period, that was not a great second period. So yes, it's nice to have what four goals, five goals in the third period there. But Let's also take a step back and take a look at how abysmal in our own end the Edmonton Oilers were in that second period.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're bringing me back down to reality. I'm just high off an Oilers W and 8-4, to four, the overcast. On boards, he's bankroll-cashed. It was a good night. Okay, let's pull it up here. This one, the good. We've been waiting all season to take him off the map, and I believe we're going to replace him with Matthias Janmark now because I think it's been – 27 games for him. He can't be that far down the road. Cody CC was all the way And Brett, someone did correct me. Vic Count, Saskatchewan. Yeah. The S is silent. You were right. I just assumed it was a discount city. Saskatchewan, you know how it rolls. Cody CC, though, 486 days or 127 games played. And it was just such a basic flip on the net. I want to point this one out, too, because I can't remember the name and I won't, I won't sewer them. I asked a couple days ago or a week or so ago when we got Perry to Tyler on pre-gaming, who scores first, Corey Perry, Connor Brown, or Cody Ceci? Some guy DM'd me to call me stupid, and he pointed out that Cody Ceci's a defenseman like I didn't already know that. <laughs> and what? I just want to say to whoever that was, you were wrong. It was a legitimate question to ask. And Zachary, Cody Ceci off the schneid finally. I know we already touched on it, but anything else?
1: no nothing really but like again you know what this is a great one like cody cc at the end of the day is much like tyson barry was last year where he's a guy who's absolutely loved in the room you know the oilers players love him you know it's going to be tough to see him kind of go if he ends up being you know traded in, in a similar way that tyson barry was um but at the end of the day this is something that everybody's going to be cheering for for cc right so uh you know anything like this that can happen that can bring the boys a little closer or had there be something they can kind of relish in the fact of. I, I think this is a.
2: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. And with Burrow, you always get fast free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: Great thing for him. I'm going to get an updated map tomorrow for the final results for Cody Cc on Oilers Nation Every Day. So be sure to tune in 1201 Mountain Standard. But Brett, what a moment for the big man.
2: You know what? You could hear it in the stadium, too. Like, he got that assist, the secondary assist on the the first goal there. But then you could hear it as soon as they announced his... his... First goal of the season. You could really hear the the crowd really get behind it. So you could tell that's a special goal, not only for Cody CC two, but kind of this fan base to kind of get off his back a little bit. One less thing Oilers fans really need to worry about and and move on. Now it's time for the second goal, the third goal, and I mean again, like he's a defenseman. It's kind of uh, trivial that we take a look at stuff like that, especially for a defensive defenseman, but you want to see them chip in. Now he has the same amount of goals this season as uh, Vinny Deharney.
0: Okay. I think I messed it up again. Is that saying Viscount? <laughs> I think what? that's saying Viscount. I don't, I don't know. Maybe let On me know. Two. In the chat.
2: <laughs>
0: David Lukic in. He says, Cody CC not just scoring off the ice now. Beautiful way to go, CC. And you mentioned he's a good guy in the room. Pretty sure him and Nuge went on vacation together with their kids, and they looked like they had a good time. So you know Darnell loves him, likes playing with him, works a little bit better than when Vincent DeHarnay was on that pairing. Great game for Cody CC, goal and an assist he's up to one goal and 14 apples, I believe, on the season in 49 games played. Just when you throw that one in the the stat sheet there, you're like, oh, what a good
2: season. When I looked at it right there, I'm like, oh, that's pretty respectable. He has more assists than uh, Darnell Nurse this year, which I was surprised at.
0: Wow. That's that offensive juggernaut Cody Cece that we all know and love. Let's move along here, though, to the bad this evening. And I went with this one again. It's kind of been a theme here lately for the Edmonton Oilers. The Red Wings went two for three on the power play tonight. But the thing with the Oilers, they were just losing face-offs in their own end. There seemed to be not much communication by the D, that Cody Ceci one that we looked at earlier. And then the no crashing in front of the net. That was really the Joe Valeno goal as well because there was two cracks on it earlier. Rebound gets out there. He's yeah. able to find it. The PK... As amazing as it was, right? It was such a turnaround the season. Shout out Nobby and Mark Stewart. It does kind of feel like we're coming back down to reality a bit. Does this mean Matthias Janmark goes back in next game? You know, he's pretty good on the PK. I didn't see much of Sam Gagne this evening. But Brett, what did you think of the other penalty kill tonight? Continuing to struggle.
2: Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's really weird how you can come back from a break like that and just – not be able to click and, and especially, I believe it was on that second goal where the scramble right out front of the net. It, I'm sorry to say it, but it was pathetic to see what was going on in front of the net. CC had a nice game, but especially on that second goal, all of a sudden you take a look at, uh, uh, that replay and he just lets whoever it is i think it was valeno right in front of the net and now he's by him now the puck's going up and over and you're going what is going on it's just it, it it's it's sad to see in front of the net it, it, it you need to see a lot more effort in the Euler zone and it, or in the the penalty kill excuse me and then you take a look at the even the kings game too like they started getting that movement going on that penalty kill or on that power play, excuse me, and the Oilers PK just was not able to catch up with it. So it seems like teams may be able to, especially in their their uh, video sessions, are starting to figure out this uh, PK a little bit and it seems like they need to get uh, a couple adjustments going here f- moving forward.
0: I noticed Eric Ryan was taking faceoffs this evening as well, which maybe he doesn't normally do. That was, I believe, the second power play goal for the Red Wings came off that faceoff draw. So, Zach, I want to hear your thoughts on the PK, but as well, is Matthias Janmark that crucial to the Oilers penalty kill?
1: I don't know. Like, I, I, I tend to think that like the forwards are kind of interchangeable, and the defensemen are the more important ones. Um, if you look at the underlying numbers and, and the impact charts and stuff. Mark and Connor Brown are virtually the same on the penalty kill, right? So I don't really think you have, and have to have both of those guys in your lineup every single game. If you're rostering two players there that are providing no offense at five-on-five, five, where the majority of the hockey game is played, I mean, I don't really know how that makes you a better team. Now, granted, yeah, sure, there's some some warts here for the Oilers' penalty kill. You know, last four games, they've allowed five players uh, Power play goals against on nine times shorthanded. So that's very not great. Um, But again, you know what? Like they're going to adjust. They'll be able to adjust. Teams adjust all the time. I don't think that they're going to be, you know, this bad operating at 44% for any significant period of time here. Um, Just maybe have to get back to the drawing board a little bit here. Um, We do have confirmation from Cody CC that
0: the farmer here just told me it's pronounced by counts. <laughs> I love that from Cody CC. You guys are so quick in the chat. I love every one of you. You make me laugh all the time. That's, that's just perfect. But we're going to go with the oily here. And this one is the third period Edmonton Oilers. I mentioned Knobloch switching up the line, swapping out Perry and Dylan Holloway. It worked instantly And the thing that somebody just pointed out in the chat here, and I had to confirm and look, the Oilers scored eight even strength goals this evening. They didn't have a single power play. They scored, what, five in the third period. Sure, they did allow one. But, Brett, when it's gut check time, the Edmonton Oilers showed up tonight.
2: Yeah, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying when I first came on. Uh, You don't want that to consistently be the story of, Oh, well, it's, it's the third period. You know, the Oilers are going to lock it up and win this game. Kind of want to have it after 40 minutes, maybe, but uh, no, it's, it's good because you're showing that you have that win that dog in you at the, the end of the game. It's almost like a clutch gene that the Oilers have. And I think moving forward too especially going into the playoffs, that's something that you want to have. you going into a third period in a big game whether you're tied or down a goal you need to come back and win these last 20 minutes. in all season so far, especially since November 12th, the Edmonton Oilers have been able to show that they can do that. So there's a little bit of a give and take to it. You kind of don't want to be in that position, but given you are in that position, you have the ability to come back and win that hockey game, or at least salvage some sort of point. So uh, yeah, there's there's the the give and take to having a fantastic third period team.
0: Yeah, 60 minutes would be nice, Zach. A full effort would be nice. Beggars can't be choosers. And tonight, I mean, at least they pull it out in the third. But the more we're going to keep doing this as the competition does get better and better, like I don't think that's going to – we saw That's not going to work against an L.A. That doesn't work against a Vegas Golden Knights team. So I am a little alarmed and a little
1: worried. What about you? Yeah, you know what? Like, I think this is kind of the time of the year, like you mentioned, where the games start to get a little bit tougher. They get a little bit more intense. We're getting to the trade deadline. You know, teams want to show their general managers that they want them to be buyers, right? And I think that's what, you know, we usually see from the Edmonton Oilers as well here. Like, February is usually a pretty big month for this Oilers team. March as well. Um, They do a great job of kind of Buckling down here at the end of the season so I think that's kind of what we're going to see more of from from every team and and the Oilers included I like this point here from Anthony that he brought up McDavid was the most relentless on
0: the forecheck I have seen in a while he made Mo Sider look like his son out there as he just just so all over him made his life absolute hell and then dishes out the perfect puck Having Bouchard, Dylan Holloway then comes flying in. That was just one of the many moments for McDavid. And I say it all the time. An angry Connor is a Connor you don't want to mess with. I don't know if he was necessarily angry tonight, but maybe that anger carried over from the last game with the LA Kings because third period, he said, boys, hop on my back. Let's go. Is there anything else that you guys found oily out there tonight? I didn't have anything else.
1: No, that was really it for me. Like, I think, you know, that the way they were able to kind of mount another one of these comebacks, I think this is a storyline that we've seen from this team uh, this season for the first time. And I think it's going to be a really important one to kind of continue to watch too, right? We see, you know, into the playoffs, how important late game scenarios are. If this Oilers team can continue to produce here and and do things like that, um, you know, that's really great to see. One other thing that's really kind of funny, uh, you mentioned that all eight goals you only scored are at even strength, Brett. I took a look at the Oilers' 5-on-5 shooting percentage before tonight's game under Chris Knobla and after. So before this game, they had an 8.86% shooting percentage. After tonight's game at 5-on-5, their their shooting percentage is 9.37%. They saw almost a half percent jump in their shooting percentage from tonight's game alone. So this is kind of one of those big regression to the mean sort of games uh, where we start to see some things swing the way of the Edmonton Oilers for once. And uh, for once, I mean, they had a 16 game winning streak for heaven's sake, but it always feels like it's a, oh, wow, they're finally swinging the Oilers way for once. So this is one that was uh, really nice to see.
0: Yeah, it really was. A couple of people in here chirping you guys saying you need to get facial hair like me. That's I've never heard that before. So if I could grow a full beard, I probably would. So yeah. we'll that. Move along, moving along. Jeez, so many goals, so much, so much, so many vibes tonight. Uh, we're gonna move along, though, to the hot and cold performers. Courtesy of our friends at Doordash. Ding dong! Ding dong! Thank you very much. DoorDash has an amazing selection of local gems and the staples you need in a hurry as well. You can try something new or get your favorite food comfort dish delivered right to your door like I'm going to do right after the show. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. Okay, so for me and my hot performer, I am I had a tough, I had it written down earlier, uh, Jack Michael's purple suit that he on tonight, I thought was absolute fire. It looked incredible up there. I was like, man, this guy can pull anything off. But to keep it to the ice, I'm going to say Chris Knobloch because that willingness to switch up the lines, the second period sucked. There was no momentum going any way. I saw some people pointing out in the chat during the game that Corey Perry's boots are just not there. I did notice that tonight. I mean, then you're going to add them to the cardio line as well, and you throw them on there. But the switch to bring Dylan Holloway up was fantastic. And then Cody Cece is my other hot performer, but we've already covered him. So I'm going to stick with Chris Knobla tonight. He's going to be my hot performer. Maybe a McRib for him tonight, courtesy of DoorDash. Mm -hmm. Zachary, who's your hot performer?
1: My hot performer, uh, you know what? The easiest one here is Connor McDavid. He had six assists. I mean, what can you say, right? Like, that's that's an easy one to knock off. Uh, if we're looking at non-McDavid hot performers, uh, you know what? Evan Bouchard. I thought Evan Bouchard had a really solid game tonight for the Oilers. He was mixing it up offensively. That's something we've needed to see a little bit more of him uh, as of late here. And I thought this was a, a really solid performance from Bouchard. And the defense as a whole, you know what? Like, those last two games, Anaheim, L.A., they were kind of mixed up throughout the games, and you could tell everybody was uncomfortable, and it was interesting to see you know, them get back to where they were before uh, pretty quickly tonight. I like
0: this in here from Shred Before Dead. He said, Jack, Joker, Michaels. Brett, who'd you like tonight for a hot performer? I like that. Evan Bouchard won night, one goal, two assists. I didn't say
2: McDavid because I felt it was just so obvious. That's perfect, Zach. We have to get him in there. Brett, what about you? I'm going to Evander Kane. Uh couple, did he he got two goals tonight? No, one goal, two goals. Uh, I mean, two we're goal. losing count. One just one. Yeah, you know, it's like,
0: hard to keep track, dude.
2: Yeah, but uh no, he was all around the net and kind of going back to that uh line with uh himself, Connor McDavid, and Corey Perry. We talked about, or you guys talked about that scrum at the end of the second period. I thought that kind of got the energy going again. You don't touch Connor. You don't touch Connor, and that is exactly what you want from 91 and 90. And uh, I think, again, that kind of turned everything around, led to that and didn't directly lead to the goal, but ends up scoring that goal in the, the third period, kind of putting it away there. And, I mean, that's what you want from your, your pest-type guys. So I'm I, I'm going to go with Vander Kane. For another one that we
0: could throw in here, I see a couple people debating it in the chat. I got to mention Stuart Skinner, 34 saves on 38 shots. Sure, he has a sub-900 save percentage, which obviously you'd like that to be a little bit better, but he kept the Edmonton Oilers in this game for the first 40 minutes, making some pretty miraculous saves, and he just always gives you a chance. Like even the Joe Valeno one, right? Cody Cece lets him walk, or the first guy walk, in front of the net, Skinner stopped that puck two times, maybe three times. The rebound just went out front. There was enough guys there to clear the rebound. I thought Stuart Skinner really gave the Oilers a chance to compete tonight. Everybody in here also talking Connor McDavid, Connor McJesus. In here, he's got his back. Skinner's back. He says just don't look at goals allowed, because sure he allowed four tonight. I don't know. He was pissed on that very last one, I believe, on David Perron one. You saw him slam his shit and. I could imagine the word that he was saying. The the mics picked it up pretty good as well. I see Steven here says hot stew. And we'll end it on that. We like my I like my stew hot, not cold. Now we got to move along to the cold performers and it's tough on a night when you score eight goals. Who am I going to pick? I think I'm going to go with Sam Gagné tonight and I hate to do that. He only had 11 minutes of ice time this evening. He had a block, he had a kit, he had a shot. He had two Pims. I think he's the – him and Ryan McLeod were the only players to be minuses on the evening. I'm not going to sit here and overly shit on Sam Gagne. I just don't think he was noticeably great. I thought the cardio line was pretty cold for the most part this game until they made the switch. Dylan Holloway got up there, so you could include McLeod and Fogel. I don't know, Zach, who was cold tonight for you?
1: Well, you know what? I was actually going to kind of go with Stuart Skinner and solely for the fact that this was the first time he allowed four or more goals since December 14th. Almost two whole months he didn't allow four goals. Like, you're kind of grasping at straws for a cold performer here tonight. Um, so I guess, you know, you can kind of go with that one. You could also say Warren Fogle. He had the second lowest ice time of any player on the Oilers. Just 11.35 out there tonight. He's uh, not looked quite as engaged back on the third line. Ah, uh, versus when he was uh, up on the second. I like that one there, calling Connor Brown a polar vortex. He's so
0: ice cold. Brett, what about you? Who's your cool performer? Ah,
2: uh, Villy, who? So, no, I'm just kidding. Had to, had to give it. I a love look. It. Uh, I'm going. I'm actually going. Uh, Ryan McLeod. Uh, I heard yeah. next to nothing of Ryan McLeod, especially anything positive. From Ryan McLeod, uh, I know we talked about Skinner a little bit here for uh, uh, the cold performer and I saw somebody in the chat say that it was uh, uh, he's looking like his old self allowing like soft goals and stuff. I think that's an awful take. I mean, how long have we been watching Stuart Skinner keep the Oilers in games? And now in one game, the, the defensive liabilities kind of show once again, and now we're blaming the goalie once again. So, uh, and and that's not a new Zach. That was just the, the comment that was going on before, but, um, no, I'm, I'm sticking with Ryan McLeod. It just, there wasn't really anything positive coming from him, especially in the last couple of games too. So I think just an amalgamation of all the things that have happened since the, the all-star break. So uh, yeah, Ryan McLeod final answer. I see here.
0: Amanda says, I honestly didn't even know if McLeod was on the ice at all until I finally saw him in the second period. That's how I felt about Sam Garnier as well. But I expect more from Ryan McLeod, especially centerman third line. You know, you that's, that's a noticeable position, or at least it should be Um, other people in here. The thing. So I guess this will move this along. That's it for our cold performers. Courtesy of DoorDash. Use the code all capitals, nation 25. But we're talking about Stuart Skinner there. One thing that I do want to bring up that I don't think is his fault, but where he played great and he really kept us in this game – the Edmonton Oilers allowed way too many odd man rushes this evening. It was so reminiscent of the beginning of this season, just some sloppy passes. Detroit didn't have overly crazy puck possession numbers for the first 40 minutes, but especially in that second period, they were up and down the ice on two on ones, three on twos, you name it going up and down that ice. Stuart Skinner, though, kept them in made saves he needed to. Somebody wanted me to give Darnell Nurse love. Beautifully defended a two on one there. I saw Matthias Eckholm. I forget who it was that was coming down on a rush, odd man. And Eckholm does not have the fastest boots in the NHL. We know that. But he just did not look at the puck, looked straight at the player, rode his ass right in the boards, rubbed him out, bashed him, puck goes loose. And I believe it was Evan Bouchard was able to get the puck and move it back up the ice. So it's nice to try and defend it. It's nice that Stuart Skinner can make those saves, but Zach. It's starting to get me nervous again. Cause that was the big issue to start the season.
1: Yeah, it was like, we remember that was something that they really cracked down on when Paul coffee and, and Chris Knobloch came into the picture here. And again, it just, it feels like you maybe saw this coming a little bit. The defensive changes going into Anaheim, trying to mix things up a little bit that way after that Vegas game, maybe everybody's feeling a little bit complacent at the moment and a little bit too comfortable, maybe so. The coaching staff's got to find a way to kind of mix things up a little bit here and maybe find a new way to send this message here right now for this uh, defensive group. Brett, what do you think of the odd man rushes? Way too many, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, and just even going back to that uh, uh, conversation about Stuart Skinner, without Stuart Skinner in that second period, that's not a 3-3 game going into the third. Like, I'm sorry, especially with the way that he handled that – flurry of shots it came from the odd man rushes and then they had sustained pressure they're getting a bunch of shots on goal I mean it's just if it wasn't for Skinner it wouldn't be you know, an attainable game for the Oilers so yeah I, I it was interesting to see how often those odd man rushes were coming especially in that second period Is it concerning? Maybe a little bit. But again, I I hate to hazard back to that All-Star break thing because every other team had to go through the All-Star break, but... I I think now is kind of the time to start to learn from the issues that you've had since returning and, and bounce back a little bit. And also going back to your at home thing too. I think he had a very, he was the most physical guy on the Edmonton Oilers, tonight, And he really made his presence felt in this game. A lot of hits around the, uh, uh, sideboards and the end boards and i think at one point he swung a fist at joe valeno for no reason so which i love i am a big big proprietor of one of those so um no i i think it was uh good to see echo really lead that defensive core tonight even though it wasn't the best game from the d core but you need that from a guy like matias echo
0: Made plays when he needed to make plays. And just you talking about the all-star break there, I can agree with that. And I was saying earlier today at the office, it's kind of the dog days of the NHL season right now where it's hard to kind of get up for some of these games. I know you're a professional athlete. You should be consistent all the time. Newsflash, that's not the reality of what happens for an 82-game season. So there will be some sloppiness. Last game, we kind of blamed the Staples Center ice or Crypto.com Arena ice. Don't don't come at me, anybody. Don't come at me, anybody. But uh, tonight, yeah, yeah, there was – oh, let's see here. Jacob said, we had more giveaways tonight than we had all of January. Quoting Chris Knoblaw. And I like this one from Gina. I wasn't in the building. She said, Stu was so tired by the end of the game. What him and Vinny did their high five at the end. He didn't even jump. He looked absolutely gassed. Brett, you're here, so I would be a bad friend not to bring it up. Vincent Desjardins got on the score sheet tonight with an apple. Tell me why your boy is the best defenseman in the NHL.
2: I mean, he is. He's going to win the Norris this year. It's uh, one of those underrated things that uh, he just doesn't get the love that he deserves. Um, No, but you've been seeing this consistently from Vinny Desjardins, especially in the last Well, I mean, just went on a 16-game heater. You saw it on, on that heater, too. The ability to separate man from the puck and then move that puck forward immediately and get the puck into the hands of the Oilers' best players and let them do the job and take a look at what happened on Evander Kane's goal. He separates man from puck with his seven 12 438-pound reach and he's able to get it up to Connor McDavid. He does his little dipsy-doodle ballerina thing, gets it over to Evander Kane and it's a 5-3 hockey game. And, and we're just seeing it a lot from him and it's just, it really preaches and, and shows the development of a guy like Vinny a 7th round draft pick, guy who had to go through in the ECHL, the AHL and now in the NHL and even got time on the top pairing the last couple of games too so uh, it, it's a positive sign I know a lot of people love to beat the heck out of some guys when they get the opportunity to but Vinny D'Arnais this season has just given those people who have doubted him and, and given him that crap zero reason to To keep it going, and uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Could you imagine if Kale McCarr was six foot seven? That's what you get in Vinny DeHarnay. I love the one comment.
1: I was just gonna say, I love the one comment in here. uh Shred before dead. The Celine Dion effect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That one right there. That's good.
0: Can't argue with facts, buddy. Evidence scoreboard. If you want to look at it, Uh, I'm seeing a couple people in here. Hey, let's all lay off Connor Brown. He's in chat. Okay, he threw down his like, let's be nice or earmuffs, Connor Brown, earmuffs. Come on, turn it off right now and don't read the chat. Gentlemen, this was a great game tonight, but we want to look ahead to the next game. I said we're back to our Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday schedule. That's just how I felt things have been for this whole season. It was for all of January. January worked out pretty well. So we'll take on the St. Louis Blues as the Oilers head out on a three game road trip. They'll be in Dallas on Saturday. And then I as well will be in Arizona on Monday for the matinee game at the Mullet Arena. Boys, I am so jacked up for this one. Nice, <laughs> Connor Brown's in. Said earmuffs on. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Um, Zach, I'll start with you. I'm looking for a score prediction. And in any time, <laughs> everybody love everybody. Be nice to each other. You're both <laughs> on the map. You guys, you gotta go pick him up. If Connor Brown scores when CC's on his way back, you gotta pick him up, Cody. CC. But Zachary, score prediction, anytime goal scorer when we take on the St. Louis Blues. And kind of a third question there, who are you starting in net? If Stuart Skinner was that tired and whatnot after this game, is that a possible Calvin Pickard game? We mentioned how the Oilers schedule gets absolutely insane here for the next
1: 60-plus days or whatever it is. So score prediction, anytime, who are you starting? Great question. Like looking ahead to the Oilers schedule, three game road trip here, St. Louis, Dallas, Arizona, you got Boston, Minnesota, Calgary. Like those are some tough games. I do think Pickard's got to get one of those games coming up here. Um, I would probably want Skinner in for the Dallas game because Dallas is having a great run here. You know, that St. Louis game might be the one right there, actually, where you give Pickard the start there. St. Louis isn't a great team. Like just at the end of the day right now, they're not a great team. They're probably, I mean, they probably should miss the playoffs this year. I don't know if they're actually going to miss the playoffs this year. Uh, cause there is kind of a pretty noticeable drop off in the Western Conference this year. Um, score prediction, gonna go five two Oilers. And anytime goal score is going to be you know what? Dylan Holloway. He's gonna get another one on the board, and I really like that one for him. It'll be the turning point of a season, just like Jack Michaels said it would be.
0: Brett, what do you what do you when you rub your crystal ball? What are you seeing on Thursday?
2: I am seeing first of all, I say Stuart Skinner gets the St. Louis Blues game and the Dallas Stars game, and then I think you kind of give Pickard that uh, Arizona game there. Sorry, boys, to go and see uh, Pick. I love Arizona. Calvin
0: Pickard; he's been great. What are you talking about?
2: Hey, he's a great. He's in the great, chat, great, man. He's in the yeah, chat. He's a great <laughs> contributor to <laughs> cool. the show. Um, no, but I I think you, you kind of ride them in that game if you can, um, for St. Louis, I'm probably going, they're a hot and cold team, man. Like they just, they, I mean, what, seven, two against Montreal a couple days ago and then lost four, one to the, the Leafs tonight. So kind of hot and cold. You kind of don't want to catch them on that hot streak, especially like Robert Thomas can be a hell of a player. Braden Chan is a hell of a player and can be difference makers. And sometimes those guys just really run it off against the Edmonton Oilers. So I'm going to go a tight 3-2 win for the Edmonton Oilers and a Connor Brown game winning goal. If it happens, I'm going to get a chest tattoo with Brown 28 just right here over my heart. I'll do it. I'll do it. Clip that. that somebody clip that. clip
1: that. Clip that.
0: <laughs> oh, Zach, Brett, pretty much every single game goes in the chat and makes a bet where if somebody scores, he'll tattoo himself. Will he ever win anything in the bet? No, of course not. That would make way too much sense to make a wager like that. Um, no. When I look at though for the St. Louis game, I think I do want Calvin Pickard in the net because I want Stuart Skinner Saturday against Dallas selfishly. I want Stuart Skinner on Monday when I'm in Arizona, but I'll take pick daddy. He's been great this season and he's been my boy all year inside this chat. But the St. Louis blues are seven and three in their last 10. They've definitely started to turn things around since they made the coaching switch. Can they do it again? No, I really do not think so. They're currently in the last spot for the wild card. They're two points up on Nashville and they have a game in hand. So I'm starting pickard. I'm gonna predict. See, I want to say that the offense is gonna to continue to stay on track, but I just don't know that. I'm gonna say four to two for the Edmonton Oilers and Zachary. Dylan Holloway is gonna score again and he's gonna stay red hot and speak it into existence, Jack Michaels. We're gonna we're gonna be a new man after this, the 2024 version of Dylan Holloway. He's ready to do some damage out there. Gentlemen, is there anything else that I should bring up before we kind of power down here? I see we just hit the 60-minute mark.
2: 60 minutes.
1: No, I got nothing. You know what? Uh, Just, again, great comeback to this team, a great win. This feels like an important one. It really does. Uh, Hopefully get some some of the juices pumping here because this is an important three-game swing. I mean, St. Louis, they're in the playoff picture right now. Uh, You know, taking them out here with a, a win could be big. Dallas, that's a team that the Oilers might have to face at some point in the playoffs yeah. this year. They're a very deep team, so that'll be a really good test for them too.
2: Yeah, uh, I just want to say uh, the only reason why I know much about uh, uh, the St. Louis Blues is because they're helping me beat you in fantasy this week. Boardsy, uh, I don't think you want to take a look at what's going on there. So uh,
0: <sighs> I'm going to right now. Did you take the lead on me? Oh, yeah,
2: by a lot. By a lot. I'm projected to win
0: by one point, buddy. Yeah, You are 50 points ahead of me right now. Well, damn it. I didn't want to look at that. You're kind of ruining my evening right there. <laughs> um, but finally, I do want to point out Ryan S. said, got a clip. So if he does score, you're going to get brown on your chest. A couple poop jokes can be made with that one there, <laughs> my friend. <Brett. laughs> but, uh, thanks for hopping on with me, gentlemen. Zachary, you're an angel. Brett, you too. I got double guests tonight. Shout out Gavin, behind the scenes, producing away, doing his thing. Thank you, everybody, in the chat. Want to do me a favor? On the way out, smash that like button. Make sure you are (laughs) – oh, nice. We did that at the same time. Smash (laughs) that like button make sure you are subscribed. And tune in tomorrow, Oilers Nation, every day, 12.01. I will have a final Cody CC map ready to go so we can know exactly where he stopped on Highway 16. And he's turning around, heading back home. I want to give a shout-out to our lovely sponsors, Greta Bar Yeg. Come on out. February 24th as well. March for Ben is March 2nd. February 24th, Saturday night, the BOA. It's going to be the BOA. It's going to be packed in there. Tickets for that one. It's not going to be a free event. Get your tickets at nationgear.ca. We'll be pre-gaming. We'll be post-gaming. We'll be doing prizes, trivia, Oilers prices, right? was a huge hit last time. And to be honest with you, I want to get in the competition. I won't win, but I want to test my own knowledge. I'll just give it out to somebody. We'll be throwing shirts. We'll be throwing stickers. We'll be throwing hats. It's going to be a great time. And another shout out to DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, Betway for cashing on boards. bankroll this evening. And of course, shout out you, Brett. Shout out you and that sweater, Thanks, boys. I appreciate you both coming on. Everybody, we'll catch you tomorrow, 1201 Mountain Standard Time, breaking down an 8 4 Edmonton Oilers win, and all eight goals were even strength. Let's go.